The desire of Titus Women is to invite women around the world to know Jesus as their Savior, Center, and Source. May God guide and encourage you through this message. When I first um, arranged this lesson some time ago, um, it was for youth um, because they're under lots of pressure socially, sexually, uh, uh, just money-wise, so many things. But as I work through this, I'm thinking, (laughs) this is working, this is going to be for all of us because it seems like the, the, the norms and the boundaries, the things that kind of protected us in the past are, are no longer. And I think we just need to talk about some stuff tonight as we talk about self-control. We're going to talk about some hard issues. And I just pray that we all can be honest and not in a way that is um, defeating, but maybe freeing, that we can ask Jesus to take us to a place where he can he can um, use even I realize I have lots of defects um, but he still is able <laughs> he still is able and um, so we're going to talk about just how he can come in and give us his power to do things that grace could never ever do and um, so I hope tonight is a night of just a real um, sensing his love and are able to relinquish some things to him and um, letting him take care of the results, whatever that's going to be. And um, okay. So I remember some years ago, one of my favorite writers for Christian education is um, Howard Hendricks. Do you know him? Have you heard that name? Yes. Very, very excellent. And he did, when he, you know, all these different leaders had fallen. And so he did some research and he, he discovered that there were four things that happened in the lives of these leaders that caused them to ultimately be weak and fall. And the first thing he said that none of them had any kind of accountability, zero. And um, we know how important that is. I just remember, you know, Billy Graham, he just never went anywhere without his, I want to say his bodyguards, but they might have been. They were just protecting him, his, his protecting him. When he came to Taiwan, my dad was, uh, he was chosen to be the kind of the organizer of it. And um, a lot of people came with him <laughs> because you got to have accountability. You have people with you all the time. And, um, and um, Billy Graham was so smart and he finished well because he knew accountability. And that's what I love about um, Titus Women and um, Francis Society, um, Francis Asbury Society is that their emphasis on accountability, it's, it's critical. Then the, the second thing was um, 80% of the moral failures happened because they spent way too much time with this other person. And I was thinking, you know, that could be way too much time with anything can, can cause us to be weak and whatever we, we need to stay away from. <laughs> um, then out of, of the 246 he, he, he interviewed, all of them 
had given up their daily prayer time, Bible reading, and uh, worship. And lastly, they all had said, this will never happen to me. So <laughs> I think that should rock us a little bit because um, we need to, I, I'm very naive and I need to, and the Lord's shown me, opened my eyes to lots of things, um, need to realize our vulnerability, our fragility. And, and I wonder about that. I wonder if we are frightened, but if we're not frightened enough. And not to be fearful, but to understand the enemy is relentless. He wants to take us all down. <laughs> and we have to um, realize um, it's a battle. And, and I know you know that. I, I had a sweet conversation with my daughter, and she gave me permission to share this. Um, uh, she's just been struggling for about a year, and I, I know a lot of us are. Um, but she was like working on some discipleship material and working on some other things. And she just felt just this heaviness. Yeah, and we know. And finally, she it occurred to her, she, she's so sweet. She, she, um, she'll go out, she got her license about a, a, less than a year ago. And so she's trying to get some, you know, um, experience. And so she'll go out, she's, at, she's in South Carolina where you got lots of back, back roads and not a lot of traffic. And she'll go out and she said, mom, I'll go out on Wednesdays, Wednesday afternoon, and I'll just talk to Jesus out loud in the car. And she goes, you know what? I realized one time when I was, you know, just praying, talking to the Lord, that I had been on, that I am under spiritual attack. And, you know, she said, when I realized that, mom, I got kind of mad. I kind of like... I'm not going to let him do this to me. And I love that. I think sometimes we have to get not just fearful. Okay. But a little mad. Okay. I am not going to let him steal my joy, my peace. I'm just got to get a little mad. So holy, holy madness or whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sanctified madness. I don't know, but we just need to realize we are under attack. And tonight we're going to talk about how, Peter suggests we, we grow in our faith. And, but before we get there, I kind of want us to, to look at Proverbs because there you see in, a, in an incredible way the wiles of the evil one. And so I want us to look, if you, um, we're going to look at Proverbs 5. Um, it's about an unsuspecting son who's being led away to, to sin. But I think we can apply this to any kind of sin in our lives. So I asked, I said, what leads us to sin? I said, what leads us to sexual sin? But I think we can just kind of lay it open there. Uh, it, this, he despised reproof. And I think that's what we talk about, accountability. Um, that we let people into our lives that say, that's not the right, that's not looking good. Don't do that. <laughs> we have to do that. That's a humility. I, I think it's um, really important. Okay. Now the chapter six, it said, what are the important things that scripture seeks to remind us in the face of the pressure of sin and temptation? Overwhelming is that um, people in the church who do know, and I had this week, uh, someone come to me, a mother, um, her daughter, poised for missions, 
um, is now expecting. And she's been in the church all her life, and it's just, it doesn't take a, a, a breach. And I, I know it's, it's greater than that. I know that she's been struggling all, you know, this whole thing with Bible reading. If you're not strong in the Lord, you can't withstand anything. Um, and the thing is that the, the verse 26 really struck me. The married woman hunted, hunted. And that's kind of goes back to the little thing. I We're being hunted. <laughs> and only the devil knows our weaknesses. He, he knows he's an expert <laughs> and he's, he's, he's on our, on our trail. That's why I got to have Jesus. That's why I got to have the Holy spirit is okay. Let's go on to eight. Now eight is a wonderful change. Okay. So we have this lady folly who is yelling, alluring. And now I have lady or wisdom beckoning and calling and shouting and and I love it. it says is that she's at the crossroads. She's where she can be found. She's not off some little trail. Some she's in the middle, saying, "Listen to me." I, I love that uh, she loves, or this wisdom loves, and real love, not like the adulteress, whatever that is. Um, and then I love verse seventeen. Um, it will find me. Isn't it wonderful to know that wisdom will find me? It's looking for me in, in not hunting me, but is, is looking for me. Okay, let's go on. Verse 34, blessed me on that one. It says, blessed is the one who listens to me, who watches daily at my gates. And that's what in one of the four we just looked at. Um, if we watch daily at the gates, uh, we will receive that strength and all those things, the counsel, the wisdom, the knowledge, all that beautiful, beautiful things that were promised. Okay, so we're going to go over to 2 Peter. We're going to um, hop over there. And I was rereading, um, praying about it again today. Um, and um, last time I talked about um, Dulos. I talked about him being a bond servant, a slave. And I was like, I'm such an idiot. Look at the next one. The apostle means he lived with Jesus. He was... He was, Jesus had made such an impact on his life. It, it, we say ruined him forever. He was, he was like, um, as he's right here saying the only Lord and savior is Jesus. So this um, apostle was the one who knew him and knew him so well, you know, had eaten with him and sat with him and everything. And still, you know, that's how we see what people are like. If people are with me just 12 hours, they know <laughs> I've got lots of rough edges and he lived with Jesus and Jesus was everything Jesus promised to be. And um, so, okay. So he um, um, knew Jesus so intimately. And then as I was praying with it, uh, praying through it again, because we're talking about self-control, I got down to the, 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 the verse again that we looked at, but it's um, verse three. And it says, um, I'm going to start at the beginning because it's, but it's this last part that really hit me today. His divine power has granted to us all, all things. I want to be Southern granted to us all, but anyway, <laughs> granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to, okay, this is the part who called us to his own glory and excellence. So he wants that excellence, his moral excellence. He calls us to that moral excellence. And um, that's where he could, because he knows that's, 
that's life and that's light and that's freedom and that's uh, different. You know, I was thinking today or the other day, we live in Brazil where you have, uh, we hear about demon possessions. Um, it happens. I know it happens in the U.S. as well. But it struck me as so different, demon possession and being filled with the spirit. It seems like demon possession is is to wipe you out. You know, I mean, I, I've heard uh, just uh, thrashing and and foaming at the mouth and strength to you know hurt or whatever. <laughs> the fruit of the spirit. Let's think about that. Love, joy, peace, peace. I mean, is there two different things? And so when when the Holy Spirit comes to us. He doesn't possess us. He, he fills us. And sometimes, I don't know about you, I would say, oh, Jesus, just, just, would you just be, like, take over my control panel? What was that song, you know, Jesus, take the wheel kind of, you know, sometimes it'd be so much easier for Jesus just to do everything. <laughs> but he says, no, he says grace, but then you wouldn't, then you wouldn't have that. I love uh, Beth says that nose to nose, face to face relationship with me. If, if I did everything like you want me to, I, I'm not about that anyway. I'm about um, a relationship with you. And so as we look at um, the things to add to our faith, because he wants this uh, relationship to be um, a mutual relationship. He, there's things he can do, I cannot do, but there's things I can do that he um, can't do or doesn't want to do. He wants me to do. And so we're going to look at um, the seven things that we already looked at virtue. We already looked at knowledge. Uh, and we talked at love, which is the last one. Um, but now we're going to talk about self-control. We've kind of been leading up to this, this self-control. <clears throat> and um, it's not easy um, because um, it requires something from us that um, requires us to dig in deep to Jesus. Uh, I don't know what happened on, on Sunday. I don't know because it was Sunday at we, we did go to church in the morning, but it was really depressing because of this young girl who just to see her was hard, very hard. And all day I was just so irritable. And I thought, Jesus, I'm going to give a talk on self-control. You got to do something because I'm just like, and you know what? He was so sweet because he did help me. And I, I think he doesn't take away. I, I think he loves when we say, Jesus, I can't do this without you. I just need you because if I'm on my own, uh, I feel sorry for everyone in this house, <laughs> even my dog. <laughs> so Jesus wants us to, to trust in him. Okay, so um, there's a few verses I want us to look at. And um, before we um, uh, head into one we're gonna really talk about, I just wanna look at these verses on um, self-control, just four of them. Um, some of them have really caused me to shudder and to think about um, the implications are. First Thessalonians 4.4, 4, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Okay, that's a beautiful one. Proverbs 25.28, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Um, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. And, and I note that when Jesus talked 
after he went to heaven, he talked about the last days. So I think the last days have been ever since <laughs> he's gone to heaven. So this is happening all over. Um, but this under, understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, rec reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness. And we talked about this the first, first day, uh, being almost Christians, <laughs> appearing to be godly, but denying its power, avoid such people. Okay, here's where it's, it hits me really hard. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth, which I think Anne talked about. That is important to write. And I'm thinking about this, oh my goodness. Weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. And these kind of women are just prey to teaching um, anything that's going. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We don't want to be this. We don't want to be burdened with sins. We want to live purely. And we don't want to be led astray by any of these passions that are, are now available to women. I mean, they always were, but it seems like more and more we're hearing about just what used to be kind of, I think, as women used to kind of preserve a certain amount of, of decorum, it's, it's just not there anymore. Um, and then um, this last one, well, ask Carolyn to help me. Um, but we are really without control, without the whole Holy Spirit's help with our self-control. Um, we lay ourselves open to a lot of um, danger and a lot of um, difficulties. And um, so we're going to talk about this scripture. And I ask in, your, in, in the study, uh, okay, I'm going to read this. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles uh, who do not know God. And so I ask you all to think about, you, you have this God's will for you as sanctification. And then right after that, you have that you abstain from sexual immorality. And there's uh, some deep things we can talk about here about the relationship between us. And so I, I wanted, I just think that, um, as you, as you talked about so beautifully, is our surrender in these areas that are hard to, to control. I want to, so I want to talk, I'm going to go from this self-control in the area of, of sexual, um, just thinking, desires. It, it goes in a, lots of, lots of ways. Um, and we just have to ask Jesus to come and cleanse and to, to um, do his work there. Because some of this happens, as I know, from very tragic um, abuse. Um, uh, abuse in Brazil is so rampant. I, it just breaks my heart. 
And so I know it's the same in the US. Um, but when that enters in, it, it throws in some things that are, are very hard to, to know how to deal with. So I, I, I thank Jesus that he knows how to help us. But I also want to say that if there's any of these things that you need to talk to someone about, you, you need to, you need to um, follow that leading. Um, I had a I have an accountability group. Um, and finally, this precious pastor's wife opened up about this abuse. And uh, it was just, we didn't have to <laughs> counsel her. She just needed to talk to us. Um, and I tell you what happened. It was the most healing thing I've ever seen in my life. She just had kept this to herself so long. And, um, and when she shared it with us and we didn't reject her or we didn't, we just cried with her and um, something was freed. And, um, and I think, I hope we're, get, we're gonna talk about this in the last, our last time together. We talked about discipleship and how important it is to have others to share these kind of things with so that we can move on. And, um, and the Lord helps us, he helps us, but he also gives us people. So that's, I'm gonna move into this next thing, talking about relationships in general. Uh, because sometimes, I, I love this self-control, it says, Self-control. It doesn't say control others. <laughs> I want to give you the gift to control others. <laughs> I've got a big job, the Holy Spirit says. You got to just work on you. And this is so important because the more I realize um, and learn, I think that's why we need to have knowledge, um, is that sometimes we can bring unhealthy things into relationships. And um, I loved reading um C.S. Lewis, I didn't expect him, you know, he was a bachelor forever. And, and he said, um, you know, um, women, he goes, we must, he says, we must get over wanting to be needed. Um, um, in some goodish people, I guess that's nice people, especially women, that is the hardest of all temptations to resist. And so I think sometimes that we bring into relationship this, this kind of unhealthy need to be needed. And I think the Lord is saying, I need you to control that because what happens is if I need to be needed, I am going to expect from you something you can't possibly give me. And I'm going to um, try to control or manipulate, or I might create situations where uh, I create dependency. I don't know. There's all kinds of things that can happen. If we don't say to God, this control that, that you want me to have is for myself and it does not extend <laughs> to my children. <laughs> so Jesus, you have to be that Holy Spirit in their lives to help them to control themselves. But I want to live controlling myself so I'm not um, expecting from others things they can't give me. Um, uh, another way we can can bring into relationships, you know, um, this, this a relationship needs to be interdependent. And I, I love, I have a few friends on here that I, I can call them and they can call me. It's, it's a sweet interdependence. Um, but sometimes we can get in those relationships where there's this unhealthy dependence. And we need to ask the Lord to help us to know how to not, as I think as a Christian woman, I kind of think, oh, I need to be there for 
everybody. <laughs> and I think if it's a, if it's compulsive, no. If it comes out of a genuine heart to help, that's different than feeling like if I don't do this, is like guilt or you know what I'm saying? There is a difference in giving freely and giving because if you don't, something's going to happen or um, um, it's going to make a relationship. I mean, it, you're, you're compul you're, it's compulsive help. And, um, and I'm learning about that because um, my children have told me, mom, <laughs> um, thanks for your help, but um, this is the boundary and, and that's healthy. That's healthy. I don't. Um, I don't want to disrespect their boundaries, and I think that's something that the Lord needs to give us control um, in ourselves to not interfere where um, in the lives of people we love in ways that we shouldn't, and that we need, need to trust Him. And I think once I came to the realization that I can't do anything, <laughs> then I think that frees the Holy Spirit to to work in a way that's that's beautiful. And, um, and then I get calls like from my daughter that says, mom, guess what the Lord did. <laughs> so that's, that's a sweet thing. So I think we have to give up that, that need to control and say, okay, Lord, just help me control my, myself so that I'm not um, doing what I think, um, maybe we think the Holy Spirit should be doing. I don't know. That's pretty audacious, isn't it? Um, um, so I just really thought also about the thought life. You know, you know that you, you've heard this, that 70% of what we think of is negative. And, um, and I don't know if you have thoughts that come and bombard your head all the time. Um, it, the devil loves to accuse us. But a friend of mine who's a counselor, she said, um, Grace, all you need is if you get, keep thinking about something, get a little rubber band, put it on your wrist. And every time you find yourself thinking about that, just give yourself a, you know, um, I thought that was really a cute, practical way. So we need to ask the Lord to help us to control our thoughts because sometimes we let them run and run crazy. Um, I, I, I listened to some Beth Moore um, Bible studies and she said something very interesting to me, um, not to me, but I was in a study. She said, when we think about the, the future and we get all worried and we're imagining all kinds of things. She said, God can't give you peace for that because that's not, it's not the, it's your imagination. And so we have to live in today. We have to control ourselves. So we live in today. He gives us peace for today. He doesn't give us peace for that imagined scenario that we make up in the future. And I sure can make up a lot of things in my <laughs> imagination. So we need to ask Jesus to help us to control that so that we are not living in some kind of fear we create for ourselves, um, but living in his reality um, of love and joy and peace um, and all the things he wants to give us um, every moment um, that we live with him. But I just really want us to have a time of prayer right now. And as we pray, I'm going to bring up some things that um, for you to think about and pray about and, and see if maybe there's something that Jesus wants to do with that thing, that, um, that area. And, um, and let's just ask him, <laughs> let's give him liberty to, to come in and do some, some sweet, precious cleaning that he wants to do. And um, so that we can um, be able to be, um, self-controlled and we can only do that with his help 
but I think that he wants to help us in, in, in a few areas. So um, I'm going to pray. And then after that, we're going to have, um, I think Renita is going to play for us. And I think Carolyn will close us with some prayer. And um, okay, so let's bow our heads and our hearts and, and open them to the Holy Spirit's whisper um, tonight. Jesus, we thank you that we can't bring anything to you that turns you away. Sometimes I think there's just so much stuff in me and that you must get sick and tired of it, <laughs> but you don't. You just say, okay, Grace, are you ready to give that up? Um, I'm ready for to help you. And, um, and so as I think tonight, Jesus, about different areas of our life. I want to first talk about our mouths, Jesus. Can we give you, can we ask you to help us, give us control of our mouths? So that what we're saying is gracious and life-giving, encouraging, helpful, truthful, seasoned with love. We need your help so that we can speak to others um, just life-giving words. And Jesus, so much of our, our mind is negative and we are cranky sometimes. <laughs> we think of the worst. So Jesus, would you help us, Jesus, to, to turn that around? Would you help us, Jesus, to, to say no to those thoughts and not just let them run rough shot over us, Jesus. Help us not to gossip. Help us not to put other people down so we can feel good. Jesus, would you help to control those thoughts and those words? It's so easy to criticize Jesus. We don't want critical hearts. We want gracious hearts. There's some other areas, Jesus, I need to give you. <laughs> I really love chocolate. There's a lot of things that's so easy um, in, in our eating, Jesus. Can we offer that to you? Can we offer to you those deep desires of, of food we love that may not be very helpful for us? <laughs> Could you take away I don't know about the chocolate, but <laughs> there are some things I think you want us to help us to control, Jesus. And um, there's nothing that I want to hold on that's that's more important than you. But would you please control our our the things we um, consume, Jesus? Um, what about Jesus? Our um, our our habits. Are reading a Bible, Jesus, we want to be so in love with your word, Jesus, that you, that we wake up saying, Jesus, what are you going to say to me today? <laughs> so can you help us give us self-control in that, where we are not picking up our phone the first moment, but we're picking up uh, your word and, and looking to what you have to say to us, Jesus. Can you help us to develop self-control so that we are uh, not impulsive in our, our buying, uh, in our 
our actions, Jesus, that we are, are, are thinking, Jesus, about um, just the kind of order you want to have in our lives. And Jesus, I confess, I am I'm at loss at even sometimes making my bed. <laughs> so Jesus, would you come in the real nitty gritty of our lives? And would you show us in your sweet, sweet way, how we can have that self-control that can be reflective of your moral excellence and of your beauty and of all your life and grace, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you want to help us in the very practical, every uh, the place where we live, Jesus. And would you come and would you talk to us and would you put your precious little finger on whatever we need to move and change and do. And we would respond with a, with a, with a freedom and say, yes, Jesus, would you please take that? Would you please take that? Because I don't know how to control that. Um, so Jesus, please work. We love you.